like to welcome everybody this morning. We appreciate the, another opportunity to be in the Lord's house. And we're just uh, excited to be here this morning. And, uh, we appreciate our children singing for us this morning. They did a great job. Um, that first song they sung, that's uh, you know, the best in life. The best we're ever going to be is when we're doing the Lord's work. You know? It's easy, and I fail every day get caught up in the world you know we you know, we got families and jobs and things we're interested in but when we're focused on the Lord that's the best uh, that's the best there is um, you know we we search for happiness in other ways but the, the true happiness is right here and I, I, I'm thankful I know that I'm thankful I can feel that from time to time when I get myself out of the way but uh, we look forward to having a great day in the Lord and I'm ask brother Sean Henderson dismiss Sunday school Thankful to be in God's house this morning. Uh, and we can say again, the Lord's been good to us. I was looking for a scripture, but that's okay. Uh, We've got a, a real good scripture text this morning. And actually, ever since ever since I got saved, this has been one of my favorites. And uh, and sometimes that makes them hard to teach. But uh, uh, we're in the first chapter of the book of St. John. And uh, uh, the Bible said that all scripture is given by inspiration of God, and that's in Second Timothy, and it tells you what it's what it's profitable for. It's profitable for all good things, and uh, so all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Now, our first article of faith is we believe the Holy Bible was written by men divinely inspired of God. And if, if, if I had my way, just saying it for me, I'd say, we know. Yeah. Because I know 
Now, there was a time that I didn't know for sure, but God let me know the day that I got saved that this was his word. When the, God, when, the, when the preacher stood up and preached the gospel to me, let me know I was lost, God directed that down here and let me know that was the absolute truth. And it scared me to death because I knew I was lost. And uh, uh, if all we can do, and I, I thought about this, I guess everybody's the same, but every week when I know I have to teach, I'll go through the lesson and run references and try to study a little bit. And then I try to pray a whole lot. And sometimes, sometimes I get through real good and sometimes I have a little struggle. But if I, I, I tell the Lord, or I try to, all the time, Lord, if, if all you want me to do is just get up and testify a little bit, that's all I want to do. What I want, what I want is what God wants. It's, this is this is His His kingdom work, in the, the the work that goes on in the church in the power of the Holy Spirit is God's kingdom work. I it, and it don't come out of here. We can now. I believe we're required to study just as hard as we can to try. She says, study to shew thyself approved, a workman unto God that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Do, we're required to do the very best we can. And that's from a natural standpoint. But then, when, when I study, did you, ever, did you ever sit down and say, I, I need to read the Bible a little bit? And, and you read it, and when you got done, you didn't know what you read? I've done that a lot of times. But I've sat down sometimes and just started to read a verse and God filled my cup up and run it over and I didn't forget about that one. There's, there's some scriptures in here that God's give, give me like that, that that's been in here for years and, uh, and, and probably never will forget. Anyway, in the beginning, that's the way this verse starts out. In the beginning, and that's the way the first chapter of Genesis starts. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And this says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Uh, in, in Psalms 90, and... and a lot of people, uh, there's a lot of people that don't believe God created anything. They don't believe there even is a God. And, uh, uh, and I, can understand, I can understand people having a belief like that from, from in here. But I, I love that song the kids sang. Uh, let me tell you what Jesus done for me. And what Jesus, that Sunday morning in 1956, now, I'm like Terry said the other, other day, I believe it was Terry, said uh, before he got saved, you could have asked him, and you could have done me the same way, do you believe Jesus? I'd say, yeah, and, and I could have told you all the whole story. 
but I didn't really believe it down in here. But that Sunday morning, God made a believer out of me. The, the preacher preached, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And God directed that down here, and I knew that was real. And I left the church house that morning a completely different person than I come in. I come in lost, and I went out saved. And, and I've been saved ever since. God put something eternal down on the inside. And, uh, but let me read this scripture in the, in the 90th chapter of the book of Psalms. It said, before the mountains were brought forth. In other words, before the world was. Or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world. Even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. God has been in eternity from as far back as he will be as far out. It's beyond us. Our minds don't comprehend eternity. But I know it's a fact because God said so. And, uh, And God made that real. That, talking about him making, making it real to me, he made eternity real down in my soul. My soul entered into God's eternity that Sunday morning. And uh, been there ever since and never will get out. There's, there's only one way in and there's no way out. You get saved by the grace of God, you're his. He said that. I, my father's got them in there in his hand, and he's never lost one. I know I paraphrased that a little bit, but uh, but in the beginning was the word. Now there's a scripture. In John, first John, same writer, I believe, says. For there are three that bear a record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And uh, they're three separate beings, but they agree in one, absolutely. Now, it's a little, their, their agreement's a little bit different than ours down here, uh, me and the, uh, the Bible said when me and my wife got married, we be, they twain became one flesh. We became one. We still have a little difference of opinion once in a while. But I guarantee you something, and the, and the Bible guarantees this also. The, God, God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Ghost never has had a disagreement. And there's never been any uh, what should we do type of meetings in heaven. God knew everything he was going to do from eternity. Jesus was foreordained to come into the world and, and pay for our sin before the world was ever created. That's the scripture I was looking for, but uh, it's in there. Look for it. Uh, but Jesus was foreordained before the foundation of the world. And uh, 
And when it, in, in the fullness of time, the Bible said, he came and done, done the job, went to the cross. But in the beginning was the Word. And Jesus was the living Word. And the Word of the Bible said all scriptures given by inspiration of God, and I done quoted that once, but God, this is God's letter, and I say this all the time, this is God's personal letter to me. And it's the same way, it's God's personal letter to you and to every man that's ever been born into this world God wrote this book to us. Now, you got to get saved before you can understand it. The gospel, the Bible said the gospel is the power of God through faith unto salvation to everyone that believes. And the gospel comes from God through men that are called to preach it. And they're not preaching they're not preaching about a church social or things like that. They're preaching about Jesus. They're preaching the word of God. And Jesus is the living word. Now if we if we just come to church and and uh have a party and uh, nothing nothing serious ever goes on we ain't had church by the same token now me and my wife were talking about this this morning I told her I said I've come to church before and uh and God filled my cup up and run it over, and it seemed like I was the only one who's getting a blessing. And by the same token, I've come and sat there like a, a knot on a log and didn't get nothing, and the whole church rejoicing. So it's according to where my heart's at to whether I get a blessing or not. And we, what we were saying, she, she was getting her some Kleenex, and she said, I hope I need these this morning. And I said, I sure hope you do too. But I said, God, God wants us, God wants to bless us. If the, the only thing keeps me from getting a blessing is me. I can't I can't say Terry didn't preach good enough or Billy Ray didn't sing good enough or the, or whatever. Whatever goes out of the choir didn't sing good enough. I got to say, Carl didn't get his heart where it ought to be. Because I believe, I, I sincerely believe this, that every time we come to church, God wants to open the windows of heaven and fill our cups up and run them over. He wants our people to get saved, and the only way they're going to get saved is if the gospel reaches them, and the only way the gospel can reach them is if we're in our place and holding the preacher up, holding the gospel up, doing our job. And uh, that's what we're here for. But anyway, Jesus is the living word. 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. He took care of it all. And God, in, in the fullness of time, and we'll get down to this after a while, maybe, if we run out, don't run out of time. In the fullness of time, Jesus come and made the, finished the, God's plan of salvation. Now, I want to make it. I want to make it just plain as I can. God's plan was the same before the foundation of the world. When he when he said, "Let us make man," I believe he was talking to the uh, Jesus. And the Holy Spirit, I believe they was all three there. Well, I know they was. And he was. He said, "Let us make man, and in our image, and after our likeness." And then it said, "He made man in His image." Didn't say nothing about the likeness. Later, uh, David said, "I'll be satisfied when I wake with His likeness." And there's a scripture in the New Testament, and I don't know exactly where it's at, but it said, It doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall also appear with him in glory. And we'll be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And so we're going to be like him in the resurrection. And that's when God will be finished with his creation. I, I like that song the little kids sang once in a while. He's still working on me. He ain't done with this thing yet. Anyway, so the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as of the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And He come doing good, went healing people, done a lot of great works. But the greatest work that he done was when he walked up Calvary and laid his hands out for them to drive the nails. Can you can you can you imagine? Bring this home to you. Can you imagine having to do having to do that? They'd have, to, they'd have to hold me down. And uh, I imagine they could do it pretty easy, but that, I couldn't, I don't think I could voluntarily just lay my hands out and let them drive the nails, but Jesus did. He loved me enough, and I don't, it's way beyond me why. I don't understand why he loved me. As far as I'm concerned, I'm about the most unlovable person in the world. But God loved me enough that Jesus died for me. And he, he sent the church to me when I needed them at the right time. Now, my mom and dad come to church for years. When I was pretty young, mom come all the time, daddy didn't all the time, but 
Mom come all the time. Back when I was nine, ten, eight years, eight, nine years old, when they, before we even had a church building, and we we come to church for a long time, and God never did speak to me. I thought He did once, but it, anyway, uh, God never did speak to me. But that they. For some reason, they quit coming to church, and so I wasn't coming either. And Edna and Austin come to our house, and, and she was a young people's Sunday school teacher at that time. And she asked me about coming to Sunday school. She said, we'll, we'll come by and pick you up. So I said, okay, you can't hardly say no, I guess. I come to Sunday school. and So God, God sent them to me. Because it, it was my time. He was getting he was getting me to where I could hear what I needed to hear to get what I got that Sunday morning. And uh, so what we need to do is consider when God gives us something to do, don't say, Well that don't amount to nothing. That don't amount to much. If God, if God tells you to invite somebody to church, if she hadn't invited me to come to Sunday school, where would I be? I might not. I don't know. God would have got it to me some way or other. I don't know if I'd have got saved or not, though. I've often thought, if I hadn't got saved when I was a boy, I probably never would have. That's just my thoughts out of here. Because I've got, in, since I've got older, I try to analyze everything. Get it figured out in here. And the carnal mind's not subject to the laws of God, neither indeed can be. We just need to trust Him. It's by faith all the way. That's why they never will. There's, there's people right now all over the world that's trying to prove or disprove the, God's Word analytically. They're trying to do it from a natural standpoint. Never will happen either way. Because you have to, it's by faith all the way. When, when the gospel, that morning the gospel reached me, God delivered, and I believe Terry preached this just the other day, God delivered to me the measure of faith. He gave me just enough faith to believe that what the preacher was preaching was a real thing. And I come to him and he saved me. I used that measure of faith, and it didn't seem like a lot. And it st I still ain't got a a great big bunch of faith, I don't think. Uh, but I got a great big God. And uh, anyway, in Him was life, and the life was the light of man. In the first chapter of the book of Genesis, right after God spoke the world into existence, it said the earth was without form and void, 
and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. That was on the first day. He didn't make the sun, moon, and the stars till the third or fourth day. I don't remember which one it was. But he didn't make the, the lights that are in heaven till the third or the fourth day. So the light he's talking about, let there be light. He was, he was talking about light for me. Light to let us know that we was lost. And uh, so he was getting that ready before he ever made anything else. And he, had, he already had that all mapped out, if you want to say it that way, before the foundation of the world. Anybody got a comment? In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now, when God, when God shines his light out, I'll just use me for an example. The morning that God, the morning that God called me, I knew absolutely that that was a fact. Satan was trying. Satan was getting in here, wanting me to. Uh, he couldn't. He couldn't tell me that wasn't right. He didn't tell me that wasn't the truth. He told me you got plenty of time. You don't need to go today, and and don't let nobody know how bad that's getting to you and uh, just give me all kinds of reasons not to go and I'd, I made up about made up my mind I was going to stand there and, and God helped me and I got saved but uh, so God's light the Bible said the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. So God, God's going to get to every person that's ever been born or ever will be born. God's going to deliver the measure of faith to them. And if they want to, they can get saved. God, God's not excluded anybody. And I believe everybody here understands this. But I've heard people say, well, some people are just born to get saved and some ain't. Not so. That's not the Bible. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's everybody. Now, everybody's not going to get saved, but everybody will have their chance. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Now, if you've been saved by the grace of God, you've been sent from God on a mission. We've, every one of us has got a job in God's kingdom. And we might not think it's much. I don't, I never did think my job was much. I've always all my life, I've looked up to men like Terry Brock and Elbert Smith, and Jarvie Raines, and Flavor Sash. I've held them guys up on a pedestal. They're some of my heroes. And, uh, but I never did think I was much. 
But what little bit I've got, what little bit God allows me to do, I'm thankful for. Because when, when I can get where I need to, get my heart right, it's joy unspeakable. When you do, you, when you testify right, God gives you a testimony. How good does that feel down in here? When God lets you pray right out of your heart and get connected with heaven, that's joy. And uh, so when we, when we do our little job, and, and, and if all my job is on Sunday morning, when I come to church, if all my job is to get down here and pray, my heart ought to be where I can get a hold of God. And if I do, that's joy. And uh, so God, John was a man sent from God. Now he had, a, he had his specific job to do, and me and you do too. The Bible said we were created in Christ Jesus on two good works, which he foreordained that we should walk in them. Now, that don't mean we need to have good works to get saved. That means we got good works. We should have good works after we get saved. And uh, I'm not discounting people having good works before they get saved, but it won't get them saved. And, and good works after we get saved don't keep us saved either. But it, it'll bring joy. It's hard. It's hard to figure. If God don't give you clear directions, it's hard to hard to know what to do. And uh, but God will. If God never has reached her, He will somewhere, some way. I don't. I don't understand all about that. The kids in Sunday school in a young people class used to ask me, how did how did uh, God reach the American Indians before the white man got here? I told them, I said, I have no idea, but they talked about the Great Spirit. And so I believe, I believe, I believe they heard it. I believe they had their chance. And uh, there's been, there's been more people in the, since the beginning of time, there's been more people turned God away than accepted him. You remember, God destroyed the world in the days of Noah. And you might say, people might say, well, they didn't have the Bible back then. They didn't have this or that or the other. The Bible said Noah was a preacher of righteousness. And I don't know if he was the only one right then. I imagine he was right at that moment. But he, he hadn't been the only one because that time had went on a pretty good while.
and God had been reaching people. The grace of God that bring us salvation hath appeared to all men. So they had, they had their opportunity. They just turned it away and died in the flood. And there's more people today turning it away than accepting it. And it's a shame. Anybody got a comment? The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. And uh, we're all, and I've, I've covered this, I think, but we're all here to bear witness of that light. But the Bible said, be ready always to give an answer to any man that asketh thee a reason of the hope that's in you with fear and trembling. And the reason, the reason I got a hope in here is that Sunday morning in 1956 when God spoke peace to my soul. And that, that's real. That was real then and it's real now. And that's been 66 years ago, I suppose, something like that. And it's just, it's more real now than it was back then, if that's possible. I know the hope's a lot more real now, because I'm getting a lot closer to home. And uh, the reason, the reason for getting saved is to go home to be with God. And we're, we're on our way and getting closer every step. He came for a witness to bear witness to the light, and we came, we came on the same mission, just at a different time, a different space, and and our our job was a little different. He come, he come to point people to Jesus. You remember they coming, he was baptizing in Jordan, and Jesus come, and he said, "Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world." That's our job. Behold, the Lamb, and I guarantee you. He'll put in an appearance here this morning. Already has. And uh, God, Jesus is here whether we can see him or not. I've never seen him with these eyes. One of these days I'll see him face to face. Now, it won't be in this carcass you're looking at. This has got to be changed. These eyes couldn't look on God and live according to the Bible. So... Uh, God, God's going to change our vile body, make it like unto His glorious one, and uh, we'll live with Him forever. He was not that light, we were sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. There's, there's everybody again. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. That light shines in darkness and it reaches out to every person somewhere or other in their life, some way or other. And that's God works that out. I believe he had it worked out before the foundation of the world. I believe he knew before he spoke the world into existence that on that Sunday morning in 1956, I'd be standing in Lima Missionary Baptist Church lost and on my way to hell and need a Savior. 
And, and he had that all mapped out. Had that service mapped out. He's got our service this morning mapped out. All we got to do is humble our hearts and follow him. He'll send his spirit. If he, if he wants you to sing a song or preach or testify, he'll let you know. So, and, but if he lets me know that he's got something for me to do and I sit there like a knot on a log and say, well, somebody else could do that a lot better than me. If God wants me to do it, nobody else can't do it. So we need to do our jobs, humble our hearts, and follow the Lord just as, as humbly as we can so that our people get their opportunity. So John wasn't that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. Now, I'll throw this in for what it's worth. Jesus is the, is the true light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. But he told, he told his little church one time, he said, you're the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill that cannot be hid. Now, when we walk for Jesus, we're letting our light so shine that our men... Our people can see our good works and come in and glorify the Father. When we're not living for the Lord, how great is that darkness? And the world, the world has got their eyeball on the church. And if, if, we're, if we're living for God, they can see the light. And if we're living like the devil, they can see that too. So uh, we, need, we need to be the very best that we can be like the kids were singing this morning. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Now, from a natural standpoint, just, uh, just a look at Jesus, if you... Uh, Go back in the 53rd chapter of the book of Isaiah. He said he had no form nor comeliness that we should desire him. And, uh, but he, he, done, he done everything necessary for me to be saved. And uh, we've covered that two or three times. But uh, just to look at, he didn't, he didn't come riding a big white stallion and looking like a, uh, a great leader. He come as a great leader that looked like humanity. The Bible said he came unto his own and his own received him not, but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God. And who was his own? Now, a lot of people apply that to Israel, but the Bible said the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein. So he came unto his own, and we, we the world refused him. They were just a few people who got saved that was walking around and seen him and heard him personally face-to-face, -face, 
They were just a few of them got saved. And it's going the same way still yet today. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. And uh, he told them, he showed them, he proved it, and they still wouldn't take it. And they crucified him. Now, that was all in the plan of God. Now, God didn't, God didn't tempt them people to, to turn away from Jesus. He didn't program them that they was going to be lost. He just used what was already there to accomplish what he needed to accomplish. Anybody got a comment? I believe God knows everything. He knows, he knows what I'm going to do tomorrow. I believe he knew before the foundation of the world that I was going to get saved on that Sunday morning. And he knew he knew maybe that somebody else wasn't going to. But God didn't God didn't plan it for them to not get saved. God I believe God gives every man the measure of faith. And the Bible says the measure of faith, and I used to say, well, he, he gives everybody the same measure of faith. The Bible don't say that. It says the measure of faith. And I believe he gives every man just exactly the measure of faith that he needs to know that God's telling him the truth. And uh, I believe everybody got the, that way everybody's got the same opportunity. He came unto his own, his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as of the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And when God, when God preached the gospel to me, I beheld his glory. Down in here, now I didn't see him with I didn't see him with these eyes, but now I I could see the glory in the church. Like I said, even even back then I had I had a lot of confidence, and looked up to some people in the church, and uh, and I I knew they were good people, I knew they had the real thing, but I kept trying to put it off myself. But I'm glad I didn't get to. Being saved by the grace of God. And I'll say this again. I'll say this every Sunday. Very best thing ever happened to me in my life. And uh, one of these days, one of these days, we're going to heaven. And, uh, but I'll, I'll throw this in. I'm out of time, but this life is worth living. I'm talking about living for Jesus. It's worth living if there wasn't no heaven. 
Like I said a while ago, when you do what God wants you to, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. And the peace of God passes all understanding. It's beyond. God's peace has been down in here ever since the day I got saved. We have turmoil in here sometimes. But in the, did you ever have a, a, a great big problem, think something going on, had your mind all tore up, and God come along and stir your heart and settle you right down? Happens all the time. It's happened to me, and I know if, God, if God's done it to me, he has other people too. God will take care of us. I've got to sit down.